Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. This episode of Intuitive Bites podcast is brought to you by my online intuitive eating courses. Take your food and body healing journey to the next level with these self-paced online courses. If you're brand new to this topic, check out my Introduction to Intuitive Eating course. If you're looking for something more comprehensive that talks about body image healing, health at every size, and intuitive eating, check about my Food Freedom 101 course. And if you're a professional in this space looking to learn more about how to do this work with your clients, but also how to do this work for yourself, check out my anti-diet approach course for professionals. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Intuitive Bites. Hey guys, welcome to episode 64 of Intuitive Bites. For the show today, I'm chatting with Summer Inanen, who you may know from Instagram as at Summer Inanen, and we are talking about why feeling better in your body is not actually about liking what your body looks like. Um, we dive into the nitty gritty of body image work, and, and Summer really talks about how the layer beneath that, where much of this work is done, is really about self-worth. Uh, but she goes into you know, some pretty good detail about um, how to address negative body image moments and like what you can actually tangibly do uh, to feel better. So this is an awesome episode. I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Before I dive into that conversation with Summer, I want to let you guys know about a couple of things I have going on. So I've been doing monthly intuitive eating and body image Q&A webinars, uh, probably for about four-ish months or so now. So my August webinar is coming up on Friday, August 14th. It's from 11 to 12 p.m. So 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time. So it's one hour. It's pay what you can. I have a suggested rate of $10, but obviously like whatever works for you, um, it's, it's pay what you can for a reason, right? It's, it's meant to be accessible. Uh, but it's a really awesome space to just come and ask the questions that you have. But also it can be really nice to just see other people asking questions that you have and like realizing that you're totally not alone in this. Um, so I have people who come to them every month just to, you know, kind of, yeah, for that reason and ask any new questions that they might have. Um, and again, kind of connect in a different way with people that are going through this work. Um, so if you want to register for that, go to the link in my bio on Instagram, uh, which is at the intuitive underscore RD, click that. You'll find a way to register very quickly there. Um, and then you can also register on my website, the And if you are interested in more individualized support, I do also offer one-on-one -on -one virtual coaching sessions. Um, I usually work with clients for at least five sessions. Um, I offer longer term support as well, but sometimes people will do the five sessions and, you know, kind of check in periodically after that um, as things come up. 
but I work with people on just working through any kind of feelings of being stuck on this journey. I know, you know, we can kind of get caught up in that. There's many places to get stuck, whether it's kind of mental restriction or, you know, the body image work or just feeling like you want support with each of the principles and really like learning how to apply them in your life. So if this is you and you're, you know, really interested in that, you know, in more individualized uh, attention, then you can register for my individual coaching by going to my website, theintuitiverd.com, and just click on the work with me tab. You'll be able to submit a form. I'll reach out to you. We'll set up a 15 minute chat where we can just, you know, kind of see if we're a good fit for working together. And then we can kind of go from there. So if you're interested in that, head to my website, submit a form, I'll reach out to you and we will talk some more. All right, guys, that's all I have for you. So let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Summer. All right, Summer, we're good to go. So I am so glad that we're finally connecting. I would love if you just shared with my audience here a little bit about yourself, what you do, and maybe like what brought you to this work. Sure. So thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to mm -hmm. finally be connecting with you too. Uh, I am Summer Inanen. I'm a professionally trained coach that specializes in body image, self-worth, and confidence. And I've been doing this work for probably just over six years or even more now. I was actually looking at my files and like the first program I ever released, which was called Body Image Remix, um, what I, I created in 2014. So I was like, Oh my God, I've been doing this for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, what led me here was, it was really, I, you know, I struggled with chronic dieting for, for decades, decades of my life was constantly in this restrict binge cycle, had a real problem with exercise addiction and, um, then got into like healthy quote unquote eating and kind of like that paleo CrossFit scene. And that really led to my demise in terms of my health. It started to really take a toll. Um, everything I thought I was doing in the name of health, quote unquote, was actually quite disordered, but because it's so normalized in our culture, I thought what I was doing was healthy. And, um, and at the time I was actually practicing as a nutritionist, which I think you probably know like a lot of people kind of go into nutrition or dietetics because um, they are like they have their own fixation with food and like own kind of underlying disorder eating. Um, and all of that sort of became uncovered when I started to suffer health issues as a result of uh, the chronic stress I was putting on my body from under eating and over exercising for years and years and years. And I had this real wake up call moment where I realized like this is all connected to the way I feel about my body. Like if I don't hate my body, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to be in this cycle anymore. And I went on this like major awakening, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> where I, I started to really kind of explore my, the way I felt about myself and um, really go into like my self-worth and how all of the issues that I was having was really connected to these feelings of like not enoughness and never feeling good enough and wanting to um, gain my self-worth from validation from others and from the way that I looked and all of these external measures that were just, um, you know, fruitless, like creating uh, more sense of, of uh, unworthiness in me. 
And uh, so as I was kind of going through that journey, I started to really change the way I was working with clients at the time. I started to kind of, you know, move more towards like an intuitive eating model and start to like take away the scale and all these things. Um, And then, you know, like I said, six or more years ago, I really sort of was like, you know what, I really want to get into coaching and I specifically want to help people with confidence and body image. So um, went back, became a life coach, did a couple courses there and, um, and then completely like started my business over as, as uh, specifically focusing on body image. And so that's, that's what I'm doing here today. That's amazing. What an amazing synopsis. And I feel like, um, you certainly were like speaking to me with the, the talk about like, just even the relationship with like self-worth and like body image and like how you're treating your body. And I feel like you're also probably speaking right into the ears of people listening. So Mm. I'm excited to talk more about that. Um, because I feel like there's certain pockets, um, you know, in the intuitive eating community that, um, kind of dive into those like deeper layers beneath body image stuff. But I feel like overall with many of the clients I work with, you know, they feel like they don't know what to do with the body image stuff. And even like, um, with people like, you know, professionals that I, I, you know, am friends with and things like that. It's like, we don't get this training. We don't know how to approach it. And so like, there's just this like big, like void (laughs) and like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's affecting so much of like how we're eating and how we're taking care of ourselves. So can you just like talk to us more about like your perspective on that? in terms of like the approach that I use or the relationship between like why that is why the body image is so important in 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 terms of healing or both maybe both (laughs) like let's just all of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know it's yeah because I you know most of my clients come to me um having done some intuitive eating work like not all of them I would say some people like kind of blow their minds with the fact that like (laughs) hey dieting and body acceptance don't go together but um but most people have kind of done some of that work and, and found like kind of what you find is that there's still just like this missing piece of the puzzle. Cause if you think about the diet cycle, like the diet cycle really starts with body dissatisfaction. And so to truly kind of heal that cycle, to get out, off of that cycle, we need to heal that body dissatisfaction and the body dissatisfaction. You know, what, what I find is, is really kind of a superficial layer. Like what's really underneath it is, is our sense of self-worth. And, you know, we've been told that our worthiness is dependent on how we look. It's dependent on being attractive. It's dependent on being desirable. It's dependent on being likable. And so all of that, uh, you know, really creates this need to fixate on our bodies. And so when I work with people to heal, like we're really looking at self-worth. You know, there is some kind of um, I hesitate to use the word superficial. There is some like superficial body stuff that we will do. Um, but I really tend to go a lot deeper. It's not about having them like, like the way that they look like my, the work that I do isn't about having them look in the mirror and think like, Oh, I'm hot. Like that's not what I want to do with people. I want people to be able to look in the mirror and either like what they see or not like what they see, but be okay either way and just go on with their day and know that they're good enough regardless. And so it's really about helping people to build up that sense of worthiness and, and self-worth is 
really about knowing who you are and knowing that who you are is valuable and worthy. And that knowing who you are part is about knowing your values. It's about knowing your purpose. It's about what, what knowing what truly brings you a sense of fulfillment in life. Because when we are dieting and fixating on our bodies, we're, that's almost becomes like our purpose. And I think a lot of chronic dieters can sort of relate to that is that you're kind of the person who's always on this quest to lose weight. And it takes up so much time and energy and space in your life that you don't even really know who you are without that. And you don't even really know what your purpose is and what your values are. And so a lot of the work that I do with people is about helping them to really own and discover who they are. And then the second piece of it is helping them to know that who they are is valuable and worthy. And that's really about working on helping them change the beliefs that they have about themselves, helping them see that it's not their fault that they feel that way, that these are all beliefs that they've inherited from our patriarchal, racist, fat phobic, et cetera, et cetera, culture, um, helping them to develop self-compassion through the actions that they take, through the, the way that they're talking to themselves. And when you combine the two of those things together, it really helps people to break free of the fixation and focus on their body. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like such like a back, it feels like a kind of a backdoor approach to it, but it's like kind of getting to the root. Right. But I feel like so often, like the clients I'm working with are like, well, how do I not, you know, break down when I see myself in the mirror? Like, even like lately I've been hearing people say like, you know, they see themselves on zoom all day or whatever. And like, they're just like focused on their image. And it's like, so it permeates all that. And I feel like, of course, what they want in that moment is just like kind of a quote unquote quick fix or like something to address that. But I feel like kind of what you're sharing about your approach so far is like all the deeper work underneath that and the self-worth stuff is like what ultimately impacts those, the way that you relate to your image or don't respond to it or whatever. Um, But I guess I'm also thinking like, how, how do you address when people bring up stuff like that? Yeah. So I think, I mean, a couple ways. So the, you know, the first one is like just some initial things that I, you know, always have people do in terms of like, you know, getting rid of their scale, changing up social media, getting rid of clothes that don't fit, like kind of the the, basics, so to speak, or the first steps to really stop feeding the negative beliefs that they have. And, you know, once like those initial steps have been taken care of, then, you know, you can start to kind of go in, like attack it a, a few different ways. Like um, I do, I do sometimes do like work around people's images, whether it's like in a mirror or with a photo. Um, and I think what, what I want people to get at is to try to get out of like the thought, the initial thoughts that come up. Cause often we'll look at ourselves in the mirror or something and we'll, we'll this narrative of like, I'm so gross or, you know, I'm unattractive, like all that starts to come up. And, um, so, so the first step there is like first acknowledge that like, that's not your voice. That's the voice of fat phobia. That's the voice of diet culture. Um, when I work with clients, I call it the voice of your inner critic and you want to like create a separation from that. So even, even in that moment to be like, Oh, my inner critic is here. Like my inner critic is telling me that I am gross or I am unattractive or whatever those words are. That's like a really good first step in moments where you sort of see an image of yourself to create that separation. Cause then you, it gives you more power to be able to respond to yourself compassionately. And then from there, I, I encourage people to get at the feelings. So again, like get out of your head because 
I'll ask people, I'm like, what are you feeling? And they'll say, I'm feeling gross or I'm, I'm feeling like, um, you know, I need to lose weight. And I'm like, those aren't feelings. Those are thoughts. Right. So like, I'm really on people for what is the emotion? Like, what are you really feeling in this moment? And, you know, maybe it's shame, maybe it's disappointment, maybe it's sadness, whatever it is to label it and acknowledge it and make space for it. And this is where like, this is really individual because some people really need support with their feelings. Other people are really tuned in and can kind of be like, okay, I'm feeling shame. But even that like naming and acknowledgement of the feeling kind of takes it away from your body right away. Cause it, it's, it's like, okay, I'm experiencing shame or I'm, I'm experiencing sadness. And again, it puts you in a better position to be able to respond to yourself with compassion and to be able to move through it. And so, you know, feeling that emotion, whatever you want to do with that. Um, I do do like when I'm working with people individually, I'll often do some like processing of, of the feelings, but that's like obviously a little more difficult to kind of go through in a really short right. podcast episode. But so just even kind of giving it some acknowledgement and then, you know, like what, what do you want to say to comfort yourself? This is where like self-compassion is huge. And, and some people really struggle with self-compassion it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us because we've always been so hard on ourselves. Uh, and so thinking of self-compassion is like a new language that I need to learn to speak is a good way to think about it. Cause then you'll sort of understand that like, it's going to be sort of awkward and clunky and you have to be really intentional and conscious with it before it starts to become a natural part of you. But just like, you know, there's a part of you that feels really ashamed right now, or there's a part of you that's feeling really sad. Like what are some comforting words that you can offer yourself? And that's, that's like a, I guess if I were to say like a step-by-step -step process or like a tool that you could use in the moment when you do look at yourself and feel that way, that's, that's one way to, to work through it. So, you know, to reiterate, it's like, separate your voice from the voice of your inner critic, really get to the feeling that you're having underneath it, and then offer yourself some compassion and some, some self-talk to comfort that feeling and that part of you. But I'm all about identifying those feelings. Mm -hmm. um, that's such a huge part of what I do is, is like, what are you actually feeling? What are those emotions there? And peeling back the layers um, with, by processing those emotions. Yeah, that's so helpful. I feel like that those are very like tangible things that people can work with. Um, and I, I like that you point out that like for some people it doesn't come easily to, you know, um, get to like the emotions, but also sometimes the like trying to comfort yourself in the self-compassion stuff can feel really inauthentic, you know, like depending on kind of where you're at. But I also feel like kind of it's one of those things where it's like, um, the more that you kind of experiment and play around with it and like offer it to yourself in that moment, um, along with like doing all this other work with just like treating, you know, going out of your way to treat your body with respect, like in time, like the, um, the self-compassion piece does eventually feel a bit more, you know, authentic, I guess. Yeah. And, and one thing about that I'll say, cause I think there's sometimes confusion about what self-compassion is. It's, you know, self-compassion isn't a positive affirmation. It's not looking at yourself in that moment and being like, you're beautiful. Like that's like, that's like trying to, you know, whisper to someone at a Metallica concert, like you're not going to hear it. So it's, you know, self-compassion and this comes from Dr. Kristen Neff who wrote the book self-compassion, which I recommend to everyone, but is really about like, you know, a, 
I'm going to probably butcher these three steps, but she has a three-step process, but it's kind of about like, you know, acknowledging what's there, knowing that you're not alone in it and offering yourself some level of like, of, of support. Um, and, and so that doesn't necessarily look like you're, you know, you're beautiful. It could be like, you know, you're really having a moment of suffering right now. Um, a lot of people experience this, like, I'm going to, I'm going to support you through this. Like you are going to be okay. Like we are trusting, we're going to trust that this will work out for us. You know, something, something like that. That's like a little more gentle and authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then that can still feel inauthentic to people. So it's kind of about trying to find what feels a little more authentic, even yeah. if it's like, you know, I'm feeling really bad right now. Like I genuinely just don't feel good in my body, but just that's the truth. And that's okay. Um, don't layer, try to make it like a positive spin when you're not mm-hmm. feeling it. Cause it's just, it's, it doesn't, it's not going to stick that way. It's, it's better to be almost approach it like from a more gentle approach, mm-hmm. um, versus like a raw, raw, let's be positive approach. Yeah. That's really helpful for sure. Um, and that's also a book that I've been meaning to, to or just in general, Kristen Neff's work has been like on my list. So I'm definitely inspired to go check that out now too. It's so helpful. It's so helpful for like, yeah. And for everyone to read and for as like, you know, as a practitioner or something to help mm-hmm. clients too, there's lots of really useful stuff. Oh, so cool. Um, so the other thing I just want to ask you about, and it's kind of a, a bit of a can, can of worms, but um, I just want to hear your, um, I guess, general thoughts on it is this idea that you know fixating on body image negative body image whatever um and or dieting food stuff you know perfecting food fixating on these things is kind of uh you know a tactic for avoidance um Mm -hmm. so i guess like what are your initial thoughts on that yes like a hundred percent and i actually think like this was one of the things that for me, really, really resonated with me when I first started to dive into this work for myself. Uh, I read this book called When Women Stop Hating Their Bodies by Carol Munter and Jane Hirschman, I think. I might be slightly getting those wrong, but I feel like those are the authors. Um, it's quite, it's it's a quite old book, so I don't know if it's like 100% that positive. I, it's been a long time since I've read it, but mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they talk about like when we're having these moments of body shame, how there's like, emo- like kind of like an emotional displacement, how we're, um, you know, we're, we're really kind of suffering from um, like kind of anxieties or other stressors in our lives. And we are then using body shame as a coping mechanism. And then obviously looking to dieting to fix that shame or to, you know, to ease that stress and anxiety. And, um, this is like, to me, this, this was like mind blowing when I first, (laughs) when I first read about it, but you know, we, in, in short, like we, we're often turning to, we're often experiencing body shame as like a coping mechanism. Like it's easier to hate our body than it is to feel difficult feelings like loneliness, shame, anxiety, hurt, rejection, fear of the unknown. This even comes up a lot with like COVID-19. A lot of people started to experience more body shame, a greater sort of urge to diet because there's so much uncertainty and like overwhelm and fear. And it was bringing like, it was a way to kind of cope. It's like, it's easier for me to hate my body, think that, that and think that, you know, shrinking my body is going to make me feel better. And so dieting is really kind of the tool um, that we use to cope because it gives us a sense of control. So in some ways it sometimes gives us a sense of community, although I would sort of argue whether that's a healthy community. Um, 
And it, and, and it makes us feel like, okay, we're, we can fix this. Like there's some level of hope with it. Right. Um, even though it's all kind of a fallacy of, of diet culture, but, um, we're using these things to, to really like as, as like coping mechanisms. And so when I'm working with people, again, it's like in those moments where they're having moments of body shame, I really try to get at the feelings and then also explore, you know, whether there's anything else that's going on that might be causing them to feel that way. It's not always about our body. I mean, I think in, in some cases it truly is when there's obviously like discrimination at play and things like that or issues of, of safety in your body. Um, but in addition to that, like a lot of times there's other things at play. So whether it's like loneliness or my life is really overwhelming or like for me, in my case, when I lost my dad a few months ago, uh, I started to get these moments of body shame again. Like I started to like look in the mirror and kind of fixate on myself. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's been so long since I really had that. And it was cause I was experiencing this like massive amount of, of grief and like a million other emotions that were coming along with that because all this stuff was like just blowing up in my life. And it was my, it's my oldest coping mechanism to, to kind of, you know, fixate on my body and, um, and kind of displace the, the, the emotion that I'm feeling because it's almost too overwhelming for me to sit with. And so, uh, just being curious about that is what I would leave with people there is like when you feel an urge to diet, when you're looking in the mirror and you're feeling body shame, like just be curious, is there anything else going on that might be making you feel the emotion that you're really feeling in that moment? Um, and to then be able to say like, Oh, it's not really about my body here. Like yeah. dieting or shaming myself for my body is not going to fix what's going on here. It's that I've got these big emotions that I really need to sit with and process. Yeah, that's amazing. And I also think it's just like the more that we can bring attention to the fact that like, you know, it's not a failure um, when you kind of end up finding those like body shame thoughts coming up again. It, it's like, it makes so much sense that we'd go back to that, you know, regardless of kind of where we're on, on where we are on our journey. So the expectation is not like that that would never pop up again, but it's like, obviously where you're at on your journey um, or other professionals or whatever, people doing this work, like, um, you know, we maybe are situated in a better place to kind of approach that. And like you said, step back from it and say, huh, okay, this is here. Why is this here? Um, how can I, serve what's kind of beneath this. Um, but I feel like that's helpful for people to know. Cause I feel like so many clients, you know, have this expectation where it's like, Oh my gosh, I had this negative body image thought, or I, I thought about going on a diet. Like I, I must be doing something wrong, you know? Mm. Yeah, no. I mean, it's been hard coded in your DNA for so long to, to think and feel that way. So it's, it's normal for it to pop up and to kind of see it as like, Oh wow. Like my body's just doing, or my mind is kind of doing what it thinks is best to protect me, you know, to protect me from these other hard feelings. It's like having me fixate on dieting. And so um, if you can, instead of seeing it as like a failure that you're feeling that way to see it as like, oh, this is the way that my mind protects me. Um, and, you know, it's okay. And I have the tools to, to recognize that now to be able to work through that, then it helps to reframe it. Cause yeah, I mean, you're never going to feel a hundred percent about yourself all the time. That's a completely unrealistic expectation. Totally. Yeah. Oh, well, this was so helpful summer. Thank you so much. You, you packed a lot of really good stuff into a short episode. Um, but I would love for you to just share more about where people can find you, like what you offer and all that good stuff. 
Sure. So uh, everything is at summerinandin.com and my Instagram and Facebook handles are summerinandin. Uh, if you can't spell that, if you go to thebodyimagecoach.com, that redirects to my website. <laughs> and I have a podcast called Fearless Rebel Radio and Rebel is spelled R-E-B-E-L-L-E. -E. Um, I hate the name and I want to change it. So I will be, but <laughs> you'll be able to find it under that name. Um, uh, cause again, I did that like six years ago or whatever. Five, yeah. I think it was almost six years ago now. Ah. And, um, so, and then on my website, I have a free 10 day body confidence makeover with, with, you know, 10 steps that you can take to feel better in your body. Um, I have a book called body image remix and then there's, you know, all the resources to be able to work with me and my programs and stuff are listed on my website. Amazing. Thank you so much, Summer. And I'll include all of that in the notes so people can find you. Uh, but thank you again. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that is a wrap on this episode. If you want to learn more from Summer, check out her website, summerinandin.com, or go to her Instagram, which is also at summerinandin. Also, just a reminder of what I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, if you'd like to sign up for my monthly Q&A webinar, it's again, it's pay what you can. So I suggest a rate of $10, but whatever makes sense for you, you can register that at the link in my bio on Instagram at theintuitive underscore RD or on my website, theintuitiverd.com. And then if you're looking for that more individualized support, you can also submit a form on my website, theintuitiverd.com. Just click the work with me tab and I will reach out to you about scheduling a 15 minute chat. All right, guys, I hope you have a good week and I will talk to you soon.